0: It's really great to have Nicole, I keep wanting to say Torres, but I have to say Byrne, because that is your name, and I always do the same with all my guests. I know all my guests by their maiden names, well, most of them. Um, Nicole Byrne, uh, you've got a few titles, which... um, I'm going to read out because I don't really understand one of them, but I will go through it. That's what we want to talk to you about. Nicole Byrne is the treasurer and treasurer and long-standing committee member of the Gibraltar Disability Society, and this is why I've invited her along today for Women Rising because she is a woman rising. What she has done. Um, for many many people is is just incredible and I wanted her story to come out so everybody can hear what she's done I know because a personal friend of mine has has been helped immensely by her and um, you know really helped her family it's not just the child or the person who, who she helps it's the whole family so uh, she's also she's, she's got a proper job <laughs> if that wasn't enough um, and you're a supported internship employment coordinator True. and apart from that you're a board member of the European Union of Supported Employment. So when we think of supported employment what does that actually mean? So okay um, as it is now as it stands supported
1: employment is with the European Union obviously we we. Uh, part of brexit now oh my god um yeah but it's 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 been done in the uk anyway so we can say well we'll mirror the uk but it came about um member states uh joining together and realizing that something had to be done for people with disabilities and not only disabilities people with, um, with mental health um immigrants you know moving countries um even refugees um ex offenders, young people that are not in education or employment or training. So all those 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 groups or minority groups um, were not gaining access to proper paid employment. Um, and they decided to to get together and come about with what is now supported employment, which was called sheltered employment in its heyday and that started way back um just after the first world war so so britain realized that they had a lot of young men coming back from from the war um with significant disabilities mostly um suffering from what we call now ptsd yes and um, loss of limbs um, who needed
0: were, to work who needed were, to work? obviously
1: the breadwinners in yes. their families in those days Not many women did not work yeah. and you had the workhouse that you were succumbed to if you had no income mm. so they came about with that and they called it sheltered employment and what they did, what the British government did they built factories where these people were able to then acquire employment in what was called a sheltered environment right. and then this now has evolved to what is now supported employment and basically what it is yes in a nutshell is supporting someone that cannot access work like you and i yes to be able to access work with the support that is needed whether it is a simple thing as going uh and engaging with a job coach which is basically another title for me not that long title you know supported internship employment coordinator job coach job developer um seeking uh, help from a, a job coach mm. and that job coach will then support the young person get to know the person vocational profile them, so find out about them what their skills and qualities are if they've got qualifications if they don't if they've got uh, you know uh special needs or disabilities mm. uh if they've got mental uh or emotional distress if they if they're if they're in care if yeah, many many things. <clears throat> many things. If they if they're
0: immigrants and they're, if they've got a barrier because of their language, so you deal with all those kinds of people. Well, not just um, the disability society. Well, ideally, uh, I would love to deal with lots of different types of people that
1: need my support but because I work for education yes I mostly deal with those that are transitioning from secondary into the college Ah, okay so I the younger younger ones yeah so those who transition from secondary education into the college and I will Hmm. do that too Um, mainly those that have got uh, learning difficulties
0: or Hmm. learning disabilities because there's not much for them Nicole, tell me something. How did you start with the Gibraltar Disability Society? I know you've been in the committee for 26 years, so quite a long time ago. What, how did you start? So as, I mean,
1: m- most people join um, a charity or a group, uh, either because they're they're affected in their family. So, you know, like if somebody joins a cancer relief, it's because possibly a member or a close friend is affected. Um, my son was born with a disability, and um, I, you know, in those days, that's why I say when you mentioned before, there's not much. There was, there was things and, and places you could go to and talk to, but it wasn't as advertised. Um, there was very much a bit of a taboo re- regarding disability. And I remember that he needed um, physiotherapy and um, speech therapy, and occupational therapy and they were offering them at St Martin's school and in those days um people knew obviously of St Martin's school and they just had this thing of you know it's yes, just for for, for for people with very profound yeah. disabilities and so per se um and your son wasn't really so bad no no he, uh, he was born with with a physical uh, which you cannot see a musculoskeletal um syndrome um
0: and but i mean his brain was not fine yeah it was yeah it was it was so like like complete you know he could yeah 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 go Eventually. to mainstream I mean, school he, he and went everything. to mainstream school and everything but he did
1: attend uh St. Martin's for this therapy which he needed because obviously yes. being a musculoskeletal muscular skeletal problem um he needed this yes. therapy and because I am how I am. I yes. don't care where I have to go or who yes. I have to see. And Absolutely. And, you want the nothing, best for your child. Definitely. Nothing phases me, and, and I just went. And there I met Agnes Valerino. So oh. she... I mean, I think she's the one who still, still keeps me going, even though she's not with us. Um, but I met yeah. her there... Because mums um, there used to have a coffee morning, and she had her son at St Martin's at that time, and because obviously uh, my son had to to go to these sessions there, I used to sit and wait at the kitchen, and I met them there, and and then I thought, well, you know, um, I'll join. I don't mind, and and I did. And the thing is that it was a good thing because I I left work. Um, I used to work. Um, can I say where I used to work? Yes. Yeah. I used to work for a marvellous person, Mr. Keith Cugby from George Effie Mossy for BP. And I used to be his, his PA and office manager, a bit of everything because it was a small company and it was like a family. And, and you know, I, I had to leave because my son needed me. Mm. And it was quite sad, but they were marvellous Um and, and you do whatever you have to do, yeah.
0: for your for your for your children.
1: No? So I, I left my job and I dedicated my time to him because he needed a, a, a lot of support, and mm. I I don't think it was fair for my mom or anybody else in my yeah, family to have to look after. No, him, no, no, you know. Um, yeah. So we struggled for a bit because obviously um, we, we had one less wage, and in those days um, the benefits you couldn't acquire them as easily. Still a bit difficult, but it's mm. easier so and the benefits weren't great anyway but anyway um so that was you know my introduction I met her and she obviously thought that this is new blood new meat fresh meat I'm gonna grab her I was only 26 years Mm. old so um and I formed a fabulous relationship with her she she dug her nails in in my shoulders and she never let me go I remember you know my 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 initiation, because I, I did mention the, the conference, but my initiation in what I do now, my work, this journey um, was with her. She After the conference, she said, I've got a meeting at Bleak House with two uh, gentlemen from the ETB. Um, and we're going to talk about the vocational training program And that was the the scheme. Remember, it used to to be called the scheme. Uh, She had contacted them and she had asked them to see if if we could include in the scheme some of our members, Mm. older members now. I mean, we're talking about uh, young men and women who were in their 20s um, who had... uh, learning disabilities and were attending uh some Bernadette's occupational therapy center and she said I'd like you to come because you've got a little bit of a background in in HRPA working um with with uh your boss and you know I'm getting on a bit she was my age then so I'm getting on a bit and I'd like you to come and uh, Erico Robotum came with us too, um, because obviously he was working in, in his job, mm. full-time job, but he was very active also in promoting and advocating for people yeah. with disabilities. So I remember it was the three of us. And for me, it was my first time being in a meeting with uh, some, you know, their- and then, you know, we had this fabulous meeting. They, they thought it was a great idea. Some of, of, of the, of our members were actually engaged in employment through them, through the scheme and then she said to me well this is yours now and that's oh. it
0: and i'm like okay oh, oh. <laughs> like thrown in at the deep end oh yeah so oh. so what did you do how did you get it really off the ground how did you get it
1: going so um obviously because i had time because i was not working and then uh, my son attended early birds the 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 preschool mm. pre-preschool um where um Young children, uh, before they start preschool at an early age have intervention, um, with, with, um, teachers and therapists, um, and they learn through play and they, they get all the support, which is now still standing. So he was the guinea pig, shall we say, him and a couple of other, um, kids. kids. So because I had some time, all of a sudden, um, I started sort of researching. I, I'm, I'm very stubborn. Maybe it could be a good thing. A good, good thing. Or a, a, oh, a bad thing. I am very stubborn. Um, and I like, I don't know if I'm a perfectionist, but whenever
0: I do something, I need to know everything. <laughs> so things are different now, Nicole, that you have a lot more internet access. In those days, there was very little. No, in 1997. It was terrible. Imagine. It was the inception of, of the World Wide
1: Web. Mm. Um, but it opened doors. I I, I, I was able to. You know to research and and find out things and and remember I left school at eighteen, so i I didn't go to study. study no um I had a phobia of being on my own that I had to overcome hence okay. but, so one of the reasons why I didn't go. To study, and I stayed here, and obviously um, I, yeah. I started work.
0: But um, so you got the charity off the ground, and what what, what did you do in those days, sort of the nineties? No, it must have been no. The charity is longstanding. The charity I
1: just long, joined. Um, I, the charity was set up out by parents in nineteen
0: um, sixty six. Okay, but you joined in the nineties. I joined in the nineties. Yeah. when your son was obviously had this disability, and Agnes kind of dropped you in the deep. And, totally. then, and then um, what did you do? How did you, how did you uh, apply your skills in there? How, how did you get going? And what, what things did you do to benefit pay people? So
1: um, first of all, I enrolled in a degree online, well, semi-online um, with the Open University on understanding health and social care because I just needed to really find out more um, remember that I'd come from working in an office, um, even though I'm, I'm a big family, I think I'm a natural empath. But as I told you before, I need to find out everything. So I thought I, I, I need to get myself properly, properly, not qualified, but just get to know with the grips of this. Mm. So obviously I enrolled in the Open University in a degree in understanding health and social care, which I did. Practically online as best as we could Good. here, which obviously I, I got my qualification um, and just sending emails as best as I could, writing letters. But what did you do? What did you what were you trying to get? So what I wanted to find out was how can we help people with disabilities? Because mm. obviously I, I was there for the Disability Society. How do we help people with disabilities um, into work? And, and the best way, and, and find out how I could do it myself. Because um, so, there was
0: nothing like that here already in no, gym?
1: No, nothing at all. Uh, and remember that at 16, students from St. Martins went straight to St. Bernadette's Occupational Therapy Centre, so um, they stopped and there. That's, that's not for everybody either. No. Um, I, I I deal with a lot that I call my Fifty Shades of Grey. People might think that's funny, but they are. You know, they don't fit in one end and they don't fit in the other, mm. and they're their own person. But they still need help. Of course they do. Mm. And the thing is that when you give them as much help or as little as they need, because mm. everybody's an individual, everybody has got their own set of skills, qualities, uh, you know. And I'd love to 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 um, be able to put a little clip of one of my my students who. I'm, really proud of because she explains it so well you know getting to know your strengths and your weaknesses and how you can better yourself and when you just empower them and you know what give them permission to fail and if you fail it's okay because you know you can try again yeah and from something that's a negative we can get a positive because all we need to do is find out what you are good at because then
0: that's, that's what you do Exactly because so you know all these all these all these young people all of them all of them I know so many and 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 yeah. all the ones you've helped through the years Oh my gosh uh, I've got thirty working, and I've, that's amazing I, w- I want to know about that Don't tell me about that yet I also want to know how do you how do you um, deal with them I mean I suppose because they're all completely different of What well, skills do you have as a person Do you think um, apart from being empathetic Well, I think, and this is my training, remember that to be
1: what I am now, even though I've got my degree in in understanding health and social care, I'm also a supported internship employment coordinator. Mm. But my qualification as a supported uh, employment practitioner is really important. Um, That came about because during my research... Um, I then contacted the British Association for Supported Employment and the training uh, officer there, his name was Fred Bowen, who sadly passed away. He was in Ben Havis. um, Having holiday. Holidaying. And I sent an email and he said, well, I'm here in Ben Havis. And we met. My husband drove me to Ben Havis. (laughs) And then he invited me over for some training because I told him, you know, everything that we were We're trying to to achieve. But I backtrack. The reason that happened was because in 2004 the Equal Opportunities Act, European Union Equal Opportunities Act came about and had to be enacted for 2010. The then government in office um, called upon the Disability Society because we are like major stakeholders for government. We've always lobbied for so long. Um, to help them out to write policy for supported employment because they had to provide or make provision for Mm. supported employment uh, as a member state, you know. So, obviously, it's like, you you go, Nicole, and I had to go, and we wrote policy. We wrote policy myself, uh, Chris Wilson, who was then the um, acting CEO for the care agency, and Mario Gomela for social services. Uh, So we wrote policy, and because we had that and we needed to enact, then I, because I want to, Make sure Mm. that we do it. I contacted BASE. And so that was my initiation to doing what I do. And then he said, you'd better come and start training because there is now a proper uh, framework Mm. that we adhere to so that we provide the best possible service. And it's a five-stage process. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And that five-stage process, you've got to follow it Mm. and you've got to know it. Mm. This qualification is a pass or a fail. If you, They're ruthless. If you don't know it, you don't pass it. The Gibraltar Disability Society was founded in 1966 by a group of parents with disabled children. The society promotes the interest of disabled persons and their entitlement to education, family leisure and recreation, housing and employment. The Disability
0: Society's main aim has always been to raise funds to help disabled people with equipment and other necessities recommended by therapists that are not covered by
1: other financial resources. The Society is a voluntary mutual support organisation capable of offering help, advice and support. The Society campaigns for legislations to protect the rights of people with disabilities and improve the services offered to disabled individuals in Gibraltar.
0: Who else gets to go to these courses? I mean, apart from you, has anybody been uh, no nobody else has been you
1: know uh, i'm the only one in, in gibraltar nobody else has been i'm trying to promote it uh, because nowadays you can you can train it train online um i mean it's fantastic if you're able to go there i was able to go there and my tutor Kathy melling uh, she's american but she's been living in the uk for nearly 40 years so she she trained with uh, professor golds from ucla and he was uh, uh as I say, an initiator in, in supported employment in the UK in the USA. And he does something called systematic instruction. And that is something that we train in. So basically it's just repetitive. So many many people with disabilities thrive in repetitive um Environments. Yes.
0: Something that maybe we would find horrendously tedious, and Yes, They like that. They do. So they also train it's you really, in that. I mean, I, I, it's just, the mind boggles. You know, how You've got to really be perceptive of what the requirements are to find each person a job that would suit them. So I go back to what you said. What do you need?
1: And you know what you need. You just need to believe that everybody can work and that everybody
0: can provide Something, but I suppose in a place like Chib that's relatively small, um, it's difficult to. What do you do? Do you approach employers and ask for them? Claro. is that yeah. what you do? Tiene que tener cara. See, sí. I've got that. Yes, which helps. I do. It too. helps. So it is helps.
1: Is that is that how you do the job? See, sí, but if if you go to an employer and and you say I've got this young person and you match a job, because like a recruitment company yes and the important thing is that we we work with um something called person environment fit so you look at the person you look at their skills their qualities you look at the environment that they're going to be placed at and you fit it together this is something where a theory in career development which you know I thought I was going to cry with the amount of theories that came about when we had to do this postgraduate in career development. But anyway, it works. Yeah. And it works in Jib. And you know why? Because we're mm-hmm. small enough. So you know the person. You get to know the person very well. And you know the environment. Because in JIP, it's easy. We don't have travel distances. More or less, you know of who works there. And then what makes it work mm-hmm. is the people that are going to be supporting your in-job people right so you talk to them as well oh definitely so i i i will have my my young person who i will try and get to know as best as i can um, and obviously now we're doing this even better because we've got these programs in the college. Yes. And uh, we've got personal and social development courses or work right. And then others, life skill challenger, mm-hmm. life, you know, and loads of different things. So I am then more exposed to them because I then get to be able to join the classes and see them in different environments, which helps because one thing is talking to somebody and having them in a classroom for a while and then getting to see them in different environments. You get, you get to know that person more. And then over the years, yeah. And so, for me, that is the easy part. Is then how do we place them in an in an environment that is totally alien to them, and obviously to me because I'm not working in that yeah. place and yeah. I can't be there with them. So then, I will have this conversation with whoever, whether it is the HR manager, a manager, a supervisor. Mm. Um, the owner of a business remember we've got a lot of small businesses in jib um
0: and you get them placed in a. In so a, in I, i'll a have this conversation with them and, yes. I'll, and
1: i'll and i'll sell them my young person and i and i'll just say what you know let's say that it's a bank let's 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 say that i'm looking for a job for for, for someone in a bank and i've got a couple of young people who've got some good good skills that you know they've got good organizational skills they've got Maybe good people skills, good communication skills, or or maybe they're very good at you know um, the basic admin, so shredding and maybe they've got good data inputting skills. So I'll go and, and and I'll go and see. Can Let's I name someone? Yeah, I'll go and see Yvette. I okay. trust that nova's back okay. because she's got one of my young people. there. Okay. So I'll go and see her, and I'll say, "Hey, Yvette, man, I've got this young person." Da 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 da, and I'll explain a bit. What do you think you can offer? And sometimes we actually carve a job for them because there are things like filing, scanning, Mm. that we would take for, like, granted, like, OK, I I don't want to do this. I think
0: think all round it's so important that what, what you're doing is so important because I know from my friend... I'm not going to mention her name, but her son, he's such a um, so simpatico. Exactly. So he's such a lovely boy. And I'm so happy that you managed to get the job that he has because he's so happy there. You know, he's well supported. He's doing what he likes to do. Exactly. And and it just is it's joy for the family. It's joy for the ch- child. And it's and it's, it, it, you know, the people around him find him so fun. As well. So it it really works, but it needs more people like you. Definitely. Maybe. Do you feel you need more people to help you? I'm exhausted.
1: I'm sure. I am exhausted. I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. I, I love what I do. And, you know, it gives me great pleasure just when somebody who I found a job for, and seriously, this was not very long ago, he said, you've given me purpose to life.
0: And that itself is it means an amazing yeah. reward. What What are the biggest challenges that you face, Nicole, in this? In this? So the biggest challenges okay. is obviously
1: yeah. on my own. Yeah. Um, and because I'm on my own, you know, employers also need support. That is that is one of of mm. of the five stage process. Because remember that uh, these young people have their own set of of needs and things might not go as planned and things can go wrong but you know we have and I'm very lucky to say that I've, I've been able to engage with really good employers um, that are there some employers that won't employ children like this yes but I think not because they don't want to it's because in the past they may be been uh, you know um, asked before and maybe they've they've received someone who then it was not
0: appropriate no
1: <laughs> because remember um you might not like being in that job and, yeah. and we've got to give it like a trial basis or maybe we, we i might get it wrong myself you mm-hmm. know um yeah of course you might recommend somebody that really wasn't suitable and, to... and then there's nobody yeah. at the end of a line to call and say what do i do Mm. What do I do now? Because I've got this young person who's not happy here. They're not doing their job well or they don't want to be here or it's not going well for us because it can actually not go well for the employer. And, you know, we can't just say, well, no, you've got to take them. No, no, I, I don't agree with that. Um, I think it's got to be a, a very much a, a three way thing the job coach, the employer, and and the young person. And the young person will receive their support from either their family or guardians or, or circle of support, whoever supports them. Mm. Uh, but we can't get them involved because then it becomes very emotional and very personal. That's why the job coach needs to be there. They are the mediator and they will work for both you know mm. always with my young person in mind because they are like my client of but course.
0: the employer is my client too and you have help from other charities um with what you're doing uh, support and no um the at the moment
1: i receive support from um edac the economic development employment corporation they are the ones that still have the the scheme okay yeah so I have a good rapport with them okay. and, and they help out as best as they can, um, which is fantastic because we, then we're able to engage with employers and, and we can um, offer you know that support that any Gibraltarian can get Yes, because that's a scheme that is offered, still offered to this day. So that's fantastic. But um, I, I feel that what employers need is that personal support that you, I give them. Yes. So um, if things go well or don't go well. I yes, get called because I can tell you that things have gone very well. Is it very rewarding? It's amazing. And, and, and the feedback I get from employers, like, this is the best thing we've done. You can't imagine. Nicole, it's, it's just, you know, we've embraced this in, 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 in organization.
0: Um, they're hmm. part of, of the yeah, team. They're giving back to the community as well. And they've, you know, it's, it's you know, lovely. Re- remember that, um, before,
1: it was like a taboo to have a child with a disability, and a lot of parents kept them at home. I know. Hence why I know. Hence why the disability society started. Hmm. It
0: started on a Saturday morning, where parents took to the streets with their children. There's, they had nowhere for their children to to go. It must have been very very difficult in those days. Um and we can only be grateful for a, a society like yours, like the Gibraltar Disability Society, who are helping so many kids. How how many do you reckon you've helped over the your twenty-six years? Oh, tons, tons. Um personally myself,
1: I I know I've got thirty that are working in in, in full time jobs, mm. some part time, some some full time. And I'm very proud to say that I've got nine students on paid summer jobs. This year. Fantastic. So that is amazing. Amazing. I'm really proud of them because you should see them at their interviews and, you know, and, and, and that they're ready to, yeah. to embark in this. So that's like the next, the, the next progression, step. the next step, yeah. you know, and they are coming back to college. So hopefully some of them will be ready at, when they leave next year to embark on, on, on a journey, a career pathway. But um, I do have to say, um, the society does help a lot of people we have been lobbying for many years so obviously we lobbied for the school we lobbied for the school to be then built new school to be built uh, we lobbied for uh, legislation that came about in 2017 which was then called Agnes's Law um Agnes worked extremely hard on that um she um took it upon herself as, as a, a mission to, to get legislation for, for people with disabilities uh, and for families. And she uh, mirrored it on the um, Irish law because we didn't want to look at a big country, an island, is a small enough country. So she mirrored it on that. Many things are taken from that. Obviously, bespoke um, for Gibraltar because we are very unique. Um, not only that, um, uh, continuation of care in the care agency, expansion of services, um we're now you know focusing on supported living so that people with disabilities can be able to live with support in in, in, in the, the community. community yes we know our, our young people need to have this we can't li- leave that burden onto parents and many of them don't want to live uh, in an institution or in care, they they are able to do this with with skills. You know, yeah. we teach them. So that um, is that the next thing for the
0: charity. Oh, what what is your I next project? I hope projects? so. <laughs> that,
1: that is something that I have very close to my heart because supported employment. You know, having mm. a sustainable job. Then what's the next step? Living on mm. your own. Mm. So for me, that's like progression. So I hope so. We, we are still lobbying for that. Um, but we've come a long way as, as Gibraltar. We have, um, I'm very proud of all the different charities that there are. Seriously, um, you know, Snag and what is support group, dyslexia, uh, the new one possibility, even Clubhouse, because a lot of our, of, of our young people that have got, you know, mild, or, or learning difficulties, maybe have mental health issues. So they do require support from somewhere else. So you work with all the charities? D- definitely. Yeah. And, and, and I will always be available for anybody, seriously, because it, it is the only way forward. forward. Working together. D- definitely. Yeah, I, absolutely. Definitely. Um, it, we are too small. Yeah. We, we cannot fragment ourselves anymore. We need to be together because in mass, we will change. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So what's next for you, Nicole? So <laughs> how many more years are you going to give to this? Well, um, the rest of your life, probably, no, you can never stop. I, now. I don't think I'll ever step down. No.
1: Um, eventually, you know, uh, I think I'm 51, so not getting any younger. Um, yeah, but there's a, a lot of fight in you yet. Yes, there is. Yeah. There is. There is. Um, there is a plan. I'm, I'm not going to share it with you just yet, but th- there is a plan. I've got a plan. Um, I think, I think that is my progression, Okay. but, um, before, before this plan, I would very much like to, you know, train fantastic people that we have in Jib to do what I, I'm doing. Um, because in my years, you know, you, you get to know people and because and you
0: need more people. Definitely. Just and
1: because I am who I am, uh, Stubborn. Stubborn. <laughs> stubborn. I oh, I'm always on the lookout for people who have these qualities yeah. that you need to do this type of job, and we've got fantastic people, yeah, young people. Really they helpful. are, they are the, the future. Yeah. The young people are future to be able to carry this through, and I'd love to be able to train people to do this. I love to be able to be given uh, a set of young people to start working you know, with, shadowing what I do, uh, uh, and start getting. The connections, because what is important is the connections, mm. yeah, the connections in 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 industry, in employment, um, in government, um, financial services commission, Gibraltar uh, GFSB ch- chamber, um, everywhere, everywhere, charities. Because we all, whether whether you believe it or not, we all put in a little grain of sand, because it's who you know of. Is like, for example. I got called for a referral for a young person and they're not in education. And I said, how how can I refuse? Um, because I can impart some knowledge, cannot maybe support them all the way, but I can impart some knowledge. So they asked me for some advice. Who knows when I'll need their help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will always give. I believe in very much paying it forward. Yeah. I think that is the way, No. Okay, away, no, that's me.
0: And one last thing, because we're nearly, um, well, not out of time, but um, we've been talking for over half an hour. I know you talk a lot. Talk more no. than me, Nicole. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> and we're there at a path. Tell me, tell me, um, who do you look up to?
1: So it, that's a really difficult one because I have a lot of people who have been great influencers in my life. So I mentioned before Mr. Kirkby. He showed me how to be an excellent manager um he was the owner well managing director of gfmosi he treated his staff as family and he gave them their place in, in 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 our family at work so i learned a lot from him um my family my family as you know gregarious mm, sharing large. inviting larger than life um they, they have modeled who I am. Um, Agnes Valerino. I think she's still up from heaven helping you wakes me up at <laughs> night. So her, and you know who the people around me, my young people, they teach me every day. Every day they teach me something new. And when you're rewarded with, you give me purpose. You've given me purpose to life. Or you've never forgotten about mm. me. What we'll can beat that? Seriously.
0: Mm. No. En la vida. Mm. So it's, it's a. Wow, very inspirational to hear you. Yeah. And um, I can only say thank you on behalf oh. of all the people. Go can on. I, can, yes. I my, can I thank my husband? Yes, thank you. And my, my long suffering <laughs> husband and, and children. And your boys. Oh my God, sorry. Nicole, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you um, this afternoon. It's been very inspirational and I wish you all the best. Just You've just got to keep going <laughs> because very few people are like you and give yeah. so much. Um, you know, a lot of people, it's give and take, but you are, to me, a giver. And you're not getting that much back, really, apart from immense... Um, proudness and and the 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 happiness that you're helping all these wonderful kids so thank
1: you thank you for giving me the opportunity to to be here seriously even though it's been a long talk
0: You've been listening to Women Rising, a series of talks where I've chatted to fabulous and inspirational women exclusively about their lives and their losses, their struggles and their successes and their contribution to this world where they are empowering others and making a huge difference in our community. Thanks, must Go, to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a huge thank you also to Beatrice Garcia, who has designed and painted the podcast icon She's at BeatriceGarcia.com. Should you like to advertise your business on my podcast, please get in touch. And please like and rate the show on your favorite listening platform and comment also if you can. And should you want to get in touch with me, my email is rujjib at gmail.com.